Nobody should freeze to death on our watch, period. Families don't want you to know that they're homeless for various reasons. More importantly, pride. City House, till this day, is one of the best thing that's ever happened to me. Homelessness. You don't expect it in an affluent community like Plano, but it's here and it's on the rise. We tagged along for the annual Census of Homeless People in Collin County and visited a refuge for when the weather turns cold. We talked with the man whose job it is to identify and help the more than 400 homeless students and their families in Plano ISD. And we meet a young man who spent some time living in City House, Plano's place for homeless teens, and how that put him on a path to American Idol and beyond. Welcome to Plano Podcast, tales of curiosity and character. I'm your host, Tammy Hooker. And I'm producer Mary Jacobs. We're glad you found our little on-air hangout with stories from inside of Plano and just outside of what you might expect. It's a frigid night in January, and our team is looking for homeless people sleeping in their cars in Plano. It sure does. There's some kind of, well, there's some kind of cardboard on that window, right? And we come across Arlen, who is sleeping in his car. How many months have you been homeless this this time? Arlen has difficulty speaking, but he's able to tell us that he suffers from PTSD. Not from the result of a war, but triggered from when he was kidnapped as a child. He said no thank you to our offer to shelter him for the night, but he did accept our bag of supplies. We're only able to take down basic information and glean a little of his story, but it's clearly heartbreaking. Here's some food thank and some you. supplies. Thank you. You're welcome, You're Arlen. Welcome. All right. Stay safe. Stay warm tonight. Arlen is one of a small but growing number of souls in Collin County who are usually invisible, the homeless. They sleep in parks, in their cars and parking lots, on friends' couches, or in by-the-week hotels, or on the streets. Once a year, the Collin County Homeless Coalition mobilizes volunteers to count their numbers. We tagged along one cold night in January to see what it's like. The evening started with an orientation at City Hall. So we do this census of persons experiencing homelessness in our county. Um, and on the same night tonight throughout Texas, they're doing homeless counts in, in all major cities and, and counties. Why do we do this in January? Why are we here on one of the coldest nights of the year? Um, and that is intentional. So HUD has us do that because most people, the idea is that most people would be in shelter um, when it's this cold. And so we'll get a more accurate count. And also if they are outside, um, by the time that we go out this late at night, if it's cold, they're usually already in their spot for the night and easier to find. Last year's census identified about 427 homeless people living here. Preliminary tallies of this year's count are up compared to 2018. The annual point-in-time homeless census is important in two ways. First, it determines how much funding Collin County will get from the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development. We know them as HUD. Secondly, it's a way to understand the needs of this population and how to better serve them. After the orientation, I got in the car with a volunteer named Becky and Officer Duffy and another volunteer, and we started looking. It's volunteer Becky's fifth time to help, and she's heard some wrenching stories over the years. 
I'm thinking of a man that we met walking down the railroad tracks in East Plano, and he was maybe maybe 35, didn't speak very much English, um, was working at the um, the day labor center, and so he would just walk along the tracks and sleep out there at night, and then. Um, go to the day labor and hope for work the next day. He had no family in, in anywhere near, and he was just um, trying to survive. The 2019 census took place on January 24th, when the forecast called for a low of 29 degrees, which meant that the Plano Overnight Warming Station, or POWs, was open at the Salvation Army on 14th Street. It's a partnership between the Salvation Army and the Interfaith Network of Volunteers, the warming station opens up on a pop-up basis on nights when temperatures dip below freezing. We were there on its 16th night of operation. I'm Captain Richard New. Essentially on a given day, uh, we make a decision by 11 a.m. on that day to, before notifications go out if we're going to open or close. The criteria to open is based on the National Weather Service forecast that if the, during the times we would open, the, the temperatures either get to 32 degrees or 35 degrees with a 20% chance of precipitation, that triggers us to open. Notifications go out, um, both to our volunteers and also to our guests. It's a place to get out of the cold, hot food, opportunity for fellowship, We're receiving donations of gloves and socks and underwear. Uh, we've partnered a little, some with street side showers here in the county to do some showers. We're working on more long-term goals for that. But specifically, is to prevent the fatality that can come from really cold weather nights. After two homeless people in Plano died in 2017 due to the cold, homeless advocates mobilized in 2018 to make sure more people have access to the warming shelter on cold nights. During the week, the space serves as a church, a food pantry, a boys and girls club, a daycare, and it's even got a soccer field. But when the weather gets dangerously cold, volunteers from different faith groups and organizations are called in to set up cots, prepare meals, and turn the space into a cozy shelter. Buses bring the guests to the shelter. We do three pickup routes. So one at six o'clock, one at seven o'clock, and one at eight o'clock. And we basically pick up four locations. So we pick up the two DART stations in Plano, uh, downtown Plano and the Parker Station, uh, the Harrington Library and Haggard Park, which is primarily the areas where the majority of the homeless population can get to. So when they come in, they're assigned a bedding pack. So inside there's soap, toothbrush, toothpaste, and just various toiletry items. These are our registration tables. So this is for guests who have been here before. So this particular guest who's signing in now has been here before uh, for quite a few events. And then this table as well. And then that table is for brand new people. And then their bedding and their items are secured here into this room through the night. We also collect their phone and email. So on the next event that we're open, they get both a text message and an email and also an automated phone call to their phone. The majority of the homeless here in Plano have some type of communication device or can get online at the library. And so um, that notification goes out. They come to the pickup spot. They come here. They do registration. We give them a bedding kit and assign them a cot. 
and then they can eat and we have entertainment with some type of movie or ball game up on the screen and so and a lot of people just sit around and talk and a lot of our volunteers are just a listening ear speaking of volunteers captain new is not alone i've been doing this for over 20 years volunteering for the salvation army i love it rich homer i'm with saint mark uh, catholic church saint vincent de paul we're part of the interfaith uh, committee and the group that got the house uh, formed and started we have in the volunteer community a lot of them are husband wife teams that are coming which is fantastic this kind of outreach efforts provided an opportunity for so many people to practice what they feel in their heart i walk around and uh, make sure people are happy you know whatever they need anyone can stay there's no preaching no religious service the only requirement is that the guests must not be sex offenders for someone like Martin, it's a godsend. Well, it's a good place to come. They get the transportation uh, on a shuttle to the facility. They will feed you dinner, give you a, a nice warm place to sleep on a cot, and you get all the bedding, and then you get breakfast in the morning, and they will take you with the shuttle back to where you was picked up at. My options is I uh, sleep on the streets. We cut the lights out at 10 o'clock and secure the building, and they sleep till about 5.30, 6 o'clock. We have some people who leave at 5 a.m. to go work. More than half go to do some type of day labor. Often they get paid hourly, they get paid the same day. Sometimes they're helping dig a ditch or they're helping remodel a house or they're doing some type of day labor. Sometimes it's landscaping in warmer times of the month and year. So there is work if people want it. And so more than half of what I've seen so far have left really early to go work. So they get up and they go, even on really cold days, they work and they're trying. They just need support. It's been really helpful in creating a sense of community, specifically with this population that they may not otherwise enjoy. And so what we've seen is nothing short of miraculous. If we lose somebody, it won't be because of cold weather. If you'd like to help, here's Captain New with the information. We've got this link on our episode resources page. Go to our website, pals.collincares.org, Plano Overnight Warming Station. Are you enjoying this episode of Plano Podcast? If so, you can join our growing list of patrons. Visit planopodcast.com and click on the support tab for more information. Now, back to the show. At Plano ISD, there's one man who's tackling homelessness one child at a time. My name is James Thomas. I work for Plano Independent School District. My title, official title, is Student Services Coordinator for Plano. I'm the mandated homeless and foster care liaison for the school district. I was thinking when I first got this role, I grew up in Plano. We don't have homeless, so this will be a non-thought scenario. I won't have to worry about it as much because it doesn't exist in Plano, Texas. Of course, that wasn't the case. As of January, James told us more than 400 Plano ISD students have been identified as homeless this year. That includes families that may be sleeping in their car or living in a hotel room or staying with another family as well as children who have no families. James encourages teachers and administrators to look for signs that signal students who may be homeless. When, when one sends mail to parents and they don't respond or you get the mail back, that's a sign that they may not be living in the, or when, um, when a kid is the first one at school and the last one to leave, that might be a telltale sign that they may be homeless. Uh, Possibly when you see um, students 
walking around begging for food during lunch at a time, that's a possible sign. Or when they're wearing the same exact clothes, those are telltale signs. We, we have those uh, sofa surfers. If, if you ever saw the movie The Blind Side, where the big young man walking around, he stayed with this, and no one ever knew that he was homeless. I mean, there were signs, but there are so, so many high school kids who will stay with a friend one week, move to another friend the next week, and the following friend. So we don't even know. Families don't want you to know that they're homeless for various reasons. More importantly, pride. The other reason a lot of people don't want uh, to be identified as homeless is uh, um, maybe undocumented people at their um, at home so when when families are doubled up and I had one three-bedroom home that had at least 22 people sleeping in it so when families are doubled up they're homeless because of economic scenarios how can people affluent enough to live in Plano possibly end up homeless? James says it's easier than you might guess. A divorce, um, a loss of jobs when people are laid off. Had a bank executive married to a, a hospital administrator, but they lost their job. And typical of, of most people, they get tempted to maintain mom and dad that same lifestyle that they had when no income was coming in. They ended up sleeping in a hotel, playing week, paying week to week. Another thing that would throw um, major medical bills will throw you into disarray, throw families into disarray. When the school district does manage to identify a child as homeless, James is able to help with free meals at school, connecting the family with resources such as food pantries or the Collin County Assistance Center, and by providing transportation. That can be a challenge. The most important thing is just being able to pick those kids up. One of our issues that we have with, with transportation is if you're sleeping in a park and you need a bus, today you're sleeping in a park, next week you'll be sleeping at the hospital in the parking lot. Where do I get my buses to go to pick you up? No parents in a big hurry to let us know that they're in fact homeless. The vast majority of us in some respect or another, we're all living in some transitional state. Your hopes to have an apartment or a house or a hotel, but you don't have it now. More than that classification, the gist of what my ISD wants to do and what we want to do, I want to make sure that every time they get close to my school, so they'll have free breakfast, free lunch, one that you don't have to fill out any forms, you don't have to do that. These are the things, that, and we want to provide any other resources that, that we can do. I can only come in this office and close my door and close my windows and cry so many times when when I have a mother called me and just say, Mr. Thomas, my, uh, my husband left and he took our entire bank account and my apartment people have just put my daughter and me out and all my clothes are out on the, all my things are out on the lawn and we have nowhere to go right now. So I close my door and it's, it's time to reflect and, and be grateful for what I do have. Stories about homelessness can be discouraging. You may wonder, can we really ever make a difference? Here's a success story that suggests yes. It's the story of Ron Boltonguez, who was born in the Congo, came with his family to America, then Plano, 
and ultimately win a spot on American Idol. For Ron, it's been a crazy journey with a stop at City House, Plano's community for teens in transition. Ron Boltongas. I'm going to be singing Home by Philip Phillips. And I didn't have a home for a long time. And so what I've learned is that the thing about a home is created by the people you surround yourself with. We sat down with Ron when he was back home from L.A. to let him tell his story. My name is Ron Boltongas. I am a singer, a songwriter, and I call Plano, Texas home. Ron was born in the Democratic Republic of the Congo. War forced his family to flee the country, eventually arriving in New York and then North Texas. In search of a good education, Ron, his parents, and six siblings ended up in Plano. From there, Ron's story takes a few twists and turns. He joined choir in sixth grade by accident. He really wanted to be in the concert band. But then things at home got rough. For a while, he lived in City House, Plano's shelter for homeless kids. Yeah, that's how I got into City House, was because my dad was abusive. And City House, till this day, is one of the best things that's ever happened to me. And City House changed the dialogue, you know. And, you know, they're like, you are valuable and you are loved and you are cared for. And, and they did that with their actions. And so they, they took me in and they were just there for me and they loved on me. And um, so that's why... That's why they kind of changed my life, for sure. He focused his efforts on football, playing in high school and later in college on a scholarship. An injury ended his football career. And then Ron taught himself to play guitar. He began singing at Angela's at the Crosswalk in downtown Plano and performing songs he'd written himself. That's where I had my first booking, and uh, I went and played there at Angela's at the Crosswalk. So that place is very special to me. Once I'm super loaded, I'm going to buy that building, and I'm going to bring back Angela's at the Crosswalk. He says the love and support of the people in Plano kept him going. That's why Boltanga's first EP is titled Thank You, Plano. Eventually, his performing career took him to New York again, where he auditioned for American Idol. It was really cool being back in New York because the first time I was in New York was immigrating to America and I spoke no English, didn't do music and anything. The second time in New York was literally in front of Lionel Richie, Katy Perry and Luke Bryan. You know, auditioning for American Idol was like such extreme reasons to be in New York, but it's really fitting for the city. Ron was rejected on his first try. Judge Katy Perry said he was mimicking another artist and she wanted him to develop his own style. But in an unusual move, Lionel Richie changed his vote and called him back. Uh, I went to Times Square and I was like, thinking about what Katie said about me. I was like, all right, I'm going to write a song that sounds like me because I have my own style. And so she kind of like Katie Perry inspired one of my songs called New Cycle, um, which I end up releasing later on. And um, but I wrote this song and then I went back to the hotel and then like I got called back. And uh, I was being called back for like an interview. I thought I was being called back for an interview because like, you know, you did a lot of interviews on, those sh on that show. And so I go back up there and I was like super confused. And like one of the executive producers was like, hey, the judges want you back. And I walk in, and I was like super confused. And then uh, and then 
uh, I remember Lana was like, I think we might have made a mistake. And I was like, what is going on? And then, you know, this, this wasn't air, but Katie was like, I literally have a question mark by a name on my notes. Like, I was just so on the edge. Like, um, and then uh, she was like, um, if you, like, bring Ron to Hollywood Week and you make sure that you bring the authentic version of you and you bring your A-game, you know, like, I think you belong out there. It was really, really, really cool experience. And it's definitely helped open up a lot of other doors after the show. Ron's second album, Learning to Love, was released August 1st of 2018. He's now in L.A. working to assemble a team and release new music. He says the American Idol experience has set him up to succeed. Because he's a singer-songwriter, we asked him to take us through a couple of his songs. Now that we know his story, the meaning becomes more clear. New Cycle, that song was really about sending a very important message. How regardless of how you were raised, um, you can create a new cycle. You can put your foot down and be like, this, that cycle is going to stop right here. I feel like my life has been a lot of that. I think Learning to Love is definitely... Um, a song that really explains what's been happening in my life. How through the ups and downs of good and bad, everything collectively has taught me to love. Um, and I've learned to love the um, the opportunities as much as I love the obstacles. Like, I think when you get to a point in your life where you are excited about the obstacles, you're unstoppable. Like, when you get to the point where I'm like, I can't wait to see how I can grow from this. Or, you know, I can't wait to see how this is going to be impactful to someone else's life. Thank you, Ron, for sharing your inspiring story. And thanks to all of our neighbors in Plano who are working so hard to make life a little better for the homeless. And of course... Thank you for listening to this episode of Plano Podcast. We're leaving you with a song that Ron Boltongas is actively working on. It's called At the Center. We've reached the end of another edition of Plano Podcast, Tales of Curiosity and Character. We hope you've enjoyed today's topics and discussion. Remember to support us on Patreon and to follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Send your feedback, ideas, and comments our way. Thanks for listening and subscribing. We'll be waiting for you at our back corner booth. Until next time. I feel as though I cannot see the finish line. You're always there for me. Hot and cold to change the time to day and night You've always cared for me Carefully And then like I think this, the chorus is going to be like Something like uh, At the center of it all Center of it all, I am strong. The center of it all, center of it all, I belong. I am strong, I belong at the center. So it's gonna be kind of like that.